and welcome to NSTA, The Bus Stop. This is the official podcast of the National School Transportation Association. I'm Kurt Mackison, Executive Director. And in today's membership update, just a reminder that 18 days and counting to the NSTA midwinter meeting in Safety Harbor, Florida, the Safety Harbor Resort and Spa. Now you can register for this event on our homepage at www.yellowbuses.org. Look up NSTA meetings and that will take you to the midwinter meeting and to our registration platform. So once again, 18 days to Safety Harbor in Florida, and that's on February 21st through the 23rd. So make your reservations now. Now, a return visitor to the bus stop, I think it's his third time, and uh, looking forward to seeing him in Safety Harbor, Florida, none other than the NSTA president, John Benish Jr. So welcome, John. Great. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks for having me again. Looking forward to going to Tampa. Looking forward to getting some nicer weather. So should be a good time. And it's the first, I think it's the first official school bus conference in 2021, which is great. It it will be. And more than a year then that we got together in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. So that was, uh, you know, over a year ago at this point. So, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, seeing everyone in Safety Harbor, Florida. Now, with respect to, you know, what, what's been going on out there, and, and I call this the report from the field, um, tell us about Illinois. What's going on with respect to return to classroom? How are contractors doing? You know, give us the latest. Okay. So it, as of this week, we in the Chicago area, as probably as far down as mid-state in Illinois, we're probably at 60 to 65% of the schools going back in some sort of fashion. Most of that is kind of at least two or three days a week. Some schools are going four days a week with a day off. Obviously, staggered schedule at some. Uh, some schools are going five days a week, but they, for the most part, if they're not in school, definitely talking about it in the next three to four weeks. In addition to that, well, we've been lucky enough that they have started to open up winter and spring sports. So combination of basketball, short and football schedule, as well as wrestling and uh, baseball and swimming and those things are around the corner. So it looks like uh, in Illinois, they're making up for some lost time because we did not have any fall sports at all or winter sports up to this point for any high schools or grade schools. So that's good news. Sounds like the West Coast is still kind of on lockdown part of the East Coast, but around here in the Midwest, definitely things are getting better. Well, that is good to hear. And the latest from Burbio on their school opening tracker is that virtual only schools are down to 38% from 42% last week. And then traditional in-person every day, that's up to 38% and the hybrid schedules are in 24. But as we talked to Dennis Roche a couple of weeks ago, he did say that things are very regionalized in terms of, you know, opening and, you know, what what areas are, you know, opening up 100% for in-class, you know, learning modules. So that was a very interesting, you know, podcast that we did with Dennis a couple of weeks ago. But one of the interesting things there is that, so in high traditional states, they, the Burbio calls it, which are Texas and Florida, the tradi traditional model, which is in class only, is 86%, John, in Texas and Florida, in class. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah. That seems, if you compare uh, that, that to, seems... yeah, 
it's a little higher, but that uh, I know that that's good. Yeah. Now, if you compare with, yeah, California, Oregon, Washington, Virginia, Maryland, and New Mexico, traditional models. So that's all in class. Three point nine percent, eighty six, eighty seven percent, nearly eighty seven percent virtual in those states. So it's yeah, it's uh, you know, it's all over the the block in terms of you know how states are, are dealing with the pandemic? Well, a lot of states I know are doing the best they can and, and they're dealing with a lot with the parents, administrators, the students, the children trying to keep uh, as best they can. But it seems that definitely the pendulum is swinging towards opening you know, most of the schools. And I, I think the schools in around the area in the Midwest, especially definitely want to get there and they're trying to figure it out. But uh, so hopefully this is definitely going to keep opening up for the future. Now, another big issue you know, are the vaccines that are out and especially getting school bus drivers vaccinated. How's that effort going so far in Illinois? So they just started about four weeks ago with the frontline uh, workers, which is obviously the nurses, the doctors, anything with police, fire and so forth. And uh, that kind of wave is done and, and that got done real quick and they did a nice job with that. Now they're in the healthcare, which I'm sorry, with the, the teachers uh, or anything to do with uh, stage two with schools. Now, many of the schools have started the process, and uh, we have been lucky enough to par- to partner up with some of the local districts to get our staffs involved with that. Because we work for a school and not really at a school, it's been a little bit tricky because the districts are eligible to get everybody vaccinated, but technically we're like a, a custodial service or food service at a, on a contracting basis right. at the school district. So, but they have opened the slots. We have everybody pretty much who wants to get the vaccine signed up. They haven't started, just barely started administering that. But so far, we've been lucky and we're going to probably get it, I would say, in the next two to four weeks. Okay, that's, that's great news. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the American School Bus Council in February is Love the Bus Month at uh, ASBC. Now, of course, this year is going to be a little bit different because previous years, you know, we're uh, on site at a school district and we're celebrating school bus drivers and the yellow bus, you know, at a live event. Not going to be able to do that this year. We have some virtual activities planned. What, you know, what do you think about, you know, what's going to go on for Love the Bus Month and, and what ASBC has planned for it? Uh, so, right. there We're coming up with different ideas and different plans. So what we're working with is with a HMH uh, company out of the Texas area, Deb Swift and American School Bus Council to come up with some, another video. And we're going to use a lot of snippets from a lot of pictures and videos that were turned into her office, our American School Bus's office this past fall and winter, you know, showing the different things that the bus school bus is capable. And what we've done over these past 10 or 11 months, as far as providing free Wi-Fi in areas that don't have uh, reception, delivering a ton of meals, and we're still doing that in my company, lunches, breakfast, all over you know the Chicagoland area. So we have some really nice, good stories about that. Also, you know, uh, appealing to helping out the parents, working with local areas, doing some shuttling. Uh, we've done a lot of kind of shuttle pickups and drop-offs on different days, as well as everybody around the country. So the video is going to kind of show a child's perspective a uh, smaller child, younger child, and kind of a story tale kind of story that's going to be done on a video. And really, this will be nice. We'll be able to send it out to our customers as well as anybody around the country. And, and so it'll kind of encapsulate everything that we've done the last 10, 11 months 
and trying to work within the virus and what we've done and some really nice stories and pictures. And so uh, at least we'll get the message out. Unfortunately, we can't do this face-to-face. We had that nice event last year down in Florida uh, in the Orlando area, which was a great event. It's a lot of kind of fun stuff with the students down there and the bus operations. But this will have to work for this year, and hopefully next year it'll open up. Yeah, and I guess the video, we're going to deploy that around uh, Valentine's Day, hence Love the Bus Month. I'm going to move ahead to talking about you know your role as NSTA president. And one thing that we're doing moving forward, and that's um, putting together a strategic business plan for you know the years 21 through 2024. And you know this effort is getting off the ground. People have been interviewed, but I, I think it'd be great for you to give your kind of global perspective on you know why it's important for us to do a strategic plan and and what you envision to come from that effort? Well, first of all, I think over the years, the last 10, five or 10 years, we've been very much involved with NSTA. We did have a previous strat- uh, strategic plan that was really well done, really thought through. And uh, we tried to kind of put that as kind of our our, our barriers that, that's out there and try to you know put out there some things, some some things that we do want to accomplish and how we're going to do that. So it's nice that we put ideas to paper and and to come come up with an action plan for each of those things. So I think if you don't have that, sometimes you lose track. And so I think the the past uh, strategic plan was really well laid out, and it really has come to an end. So now, especially with the hopefully the ending of the pandemic, and so much has gone on, and so much has changed. On not only on on the contractor side for the NSTA, but also with the different associations that we work with, and definitely on the school side. So it's a great time to kind of poll, see everybody where everybody's at, see what we want to accomplish in the next five to seven years. Uh, We have a lot of new members. I think our new members, both vendors and or contractor base, is up to a record high. So we want to make sure we we encapsulate all those different ideas from our new members and come up with some, you know, again, an action plan, bars to set, and some different things that we want to accomplish in the next five to seven years. And again, putting everything to get, uh, together, polling many members we can, putting it down a pen and paper, and then coming up with an action plan. So it's a just, it's kind of a, it's a great guide kind of to follow so you don't lose traction over over the years. Yeah, for sure. And I guess the, you know, the notion is that we'll release something, you know, at the annual meeting and convention in July in Milwaukee at the Fister Hotel. So we're going to try to put that on everyone's radar, John, that, you know, our midwinter meeting is kind of kicking off our live events and then, you know, for sure, looking forward to getting everyone together this summer in Milwaukee. And that's where we'll talk about the strategic business plan, you know, as well. Moving into another area, and that's uh, the midwinter meeting that I alluded to. You know, we're going to host this in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a little bit strange in that we haven't gotten together live for, for a year period of time. What, what do you look forward to uh, out of the midwinter meeting? this year? <laughs> the first thing is I'm glad I don't have to do it through via computer or Zoom. So that's nice. So I, I'm looking <laughs> forward to actually seeing everybody. I think it's hard to gauge, you know, just to go into all these meetings, just talking to a computer without any feedback, you know, either verbal or nonverbal. It's just been difficult for everybody. I think it's a great time and and, it, and I give you, you guys credit and you personally, because I know you pushed this through uh, to get this meeting accomplished, even though we had a plan of three or four months ago when things were still a little sketchy. But I think everybody's looking forward to getting together. I think people are trying to and really want to see each other kind of, again, to 
help each other out, exchange ideas, see what's out there, talk about the future, see how the future of school bus contracting is going to change. How are we working with the schools? What we can do better across the country to make it uh, our our job safer and easier for everybody out there. So, I guess you know the camaraderie and the the fun. And again, I'm just I like it because I can really kind of poll and talk to people around the country that do the exact same thing I do, and and you know work through ideas and different things. And you know it's one thing to do it through a phone again and through a, a call or uh, virtually, but it's always good to get together, you know, personally. So very much looking forward to it. No, no, for sure. You know, I agree with you in terms of interacting with people and just the organic networking that that you do with those events. That's very hard to replicate you know, over Zoom or go to meetings or whatever platform. I think I have five different platforms that I'm using at this point uh, for these virtual meetings. So it's just impossible to do that. So yeah, we'll be good to see everyone. So for my last question, John, it's going to be the most difficult of this interview. So we are in Safety Harbor, Florida, which is right across old Tampa Bay from Tampa itself. Who are you liking in the Super Bowl? Uh, do you want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or are you on the side of the Kansas City Chiefs? You know, Kurt, that is a great question. Um, first of all, I think it's going to be, like everybody's saying, I agree with that. I think it's going to be a, a, a higher than normal scoring game. I think it's a great spot. First time the um, the team, one of the teams is going to be playing in their home stadium home, ever yeah, in 55 stadium. years. Yep. I got to give the edge. Yeah. How about that? And you know how many people are actually going to be able to attend. But I think um, I'm going to talk uh, out of turn here for Downey Fowler, uh, one of our favorite contractors <laughs> down in the Kansas City area. I think Casey has enough uh, enough uh, scoring power, give him the edge here. And even though Tom Brady is obviously uh, amazing, um, successful story, but it's not about just about him. It's about a team. And I just think Kansas City has a little better team this year and can score more points. But it should be a good, it should be a very entertaining game. How about you? It should be an entertaining. I don't. A bet against Brady unless he is playing the New York Giants, which which is his kryptonite. But otherwise, it's usually Brady. Brady wins out, so I would not be surprised to see Tampa Bay win the Super Bowl. So we'll have to bet a little wager on on that, John. But uh, according to what I heard, twenty five thousand yes, <laughs> twenty five thousand in attendance at Raymond James Stadium for the Super Bowl. So it should be should be fun. So, John, uh, thanks so much for taking a few minutes, jumping on the podcast with us. I look forward to seeing you in Florida. Any final thoughts before we we go to Tampa? Just if if you can't make it down to Tampa, like Kurt said, our meeting is going to be this July in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Fister, uh, which is actually, I'd say there a couple of times. I used to live in Milwaukee. Nice, nice uh, kind of a boutique, older hotel and the heart of downtown Milwaukee. So it's, it should be a really good conference. And again, it might be the second only conference, Kurt, till Tampa is over with that is going to be in the school bus industry. So you could be two for two. So looking forward to it. Great. Great. Always a pleasure, John. Thanks for joining us at NSTA, the bus stop. Be safe and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for having me.